All right, we uh, appreciate you guys tuning into our broadcast. Um, that was uh, Kobe Bryant's final game. Put up 60 points against the Utah Jazz. Um, John Allen and Michael Thompson obviously on the call, so it was uh, pretty special to listen to that broadcast. I know moments for probably anybody that was in their car or you're listening on the app or whatever the case is. Some eerie moments as well. Um, you heard Ireland say uh, after the first quarter, you heard him say, that Kobe had 15 points. He's on pace for 60. Um, and just, uh, you know, it's still all surreal. You know, none of it. Uh, I think everybody, um, everybody's different when it comes to uh, certain predicament situations in life and kind of how you handle things. For me personally, you know, it still hasn't sunk in. It just kind of kind of comes in and out. And sometimes... Um, listening to somebody or being on Twitter and, and seeing these tributes now that are coming from all the different teams. That's, uh, that, that definitely, um, yeah, just, uh, it, it still doesn't seem real. Let's put it that way. It doesn't seem real. Um, I've had the opportunity, I had the opportunity yesterday and I had the opportunity, uh, this morning to, uh, just take a, a ton of phone calls and hear from Laker fans and, no agenda, just um, kind of go with the flow type of a thing, and we'll continue to do that tonight. So if you guys want to be a part of um, 710 ESPN, phone number is 877-710-ESPN. You can feel free to call in at any time, and I'll try and take as many calls as I possibly can. We're going to go till 10 o'clock tonight. Um, you know, it is interesting. Outside right now at... Uh, uh, across the street from Staples Center, which is where we are in LA Live, um, there are so many Laker fans and Kobe fans just kind of mounting up here in LA Live. And I know they had the games on at uh, Tom's Urban. So ESPN was airing his final game as well. So they were airing it on t- on TV. And we were obviously airing it on the, uh, on the radio side of things. So we were just airing our local broadcast. And literally crowds uh, cheering as if the game is going on live. Um, Dave McMenamin, I saw him put out a tweet. They're in a different um, building than we are, radio and TV are in different buildings. And it's as if, uh, you know, the fan base was cheering as if the game was going on right now. Um, it's uh, it's it's um, remarkable what's going on, actually, right, right outside of uh, our offices. I say remarkable in the sense, it's not that it's a surprise uh, that there are this many people that want to show their respects to Kobe Bryant. It's um, just kind of the scenario that has all played out over the last, you could say, 36 hours or so. I want to read off. Um, so LeBron on Instagram put out a message. I'm going to read that off for those who haven't got a chance to see anything on social media. Uh, King James, I'm not ready, but here I go. Man, I'm sitting here trying to write something for uh, this post, but every time I try, I begin crying uh, just thinking about you, niece Gigi, and the friendship, bond, brotherhood that we had. I literally just heard your voice Sunday morning before I left Philly to head back to LA. Didn't think for one bit in a million years that'd be the last conversation we'd have. I'm heartbroken and devastated, my brother. Man, I love you, big bro. My heart goes to Vanessa and the kids. I promise you'll continue. Um, I promise you I'll continue your legacy. 
You mean so much to us all here, especially Lakers Nation, and it's my responsibility to put this on my back and keep it going. Please give me the strength from the heavens above and watch over me. I got us. Uh, There's so much more I want to say, but just can't right now because I can't get through it until we meet again, my brother, Mamba for Life. So that's LeBron James. This is the first time I've seen, um, this is the first time any of us have seen LeBron put anything out. And there's a lot to take from that. And, you know, I, I love how he writes it as if he's talking to Kobe. You know, uh, that's definitely a letter and a message directly to Kobe. Um, I did not know that they had that, that conversation on Sunday morning. Um, I remember doing the post-game show on Saturday night when uh, LeBron moved to number three on the all-time scoring list. And I'm listening to the post-game. I'm listening to his post-game uh, conversation um, with all the reporters, and I'm playing it for you know everyone who obviously tuned into the post-game. And LeBron spent so much time um, talking about Kobe and what Kobe meant to him and what it means for him to be in that same conversation with some of the greats. He mentions Jordan and everything else. And, you know, if we thought there wasn't, uh, I think we all knew there was such a respect and appreciation towards Kobe Bryant. I think these last 36 hours um, just kind of, it represents and it shows something to a uh, much different level. I've said this a few different times. I've got a chance, you know, to obviously uh, talk about this. This is so much bigger than basketball. And you don't have the type of, um, you don't have every news outlet and um, every national publication. You don't have players in different parts of Europe. Um, you don't have all these people um, having a moment of silence for Kobe Bryant or you don't have them wearing his jersey. Things like this don't happen. Um, you know, it, it really takes a special, special person to have this type of impact on people when a tragedy like this happens. So for me personally, you know, watching all this and seeing it uh, in this short period of time, I don't know if I've seen anything like this before. Now, granted, I'm 37 years old and I'm right in the, you know, you could say the middle of it. So maybe it's a little bit different, but I'm like everyone else who tunes into the broadcast. I grew up a Los Angeles Laker fan. I was following the Lakers uh, towards the end of Magic's career and the Eddie Jones, Nick Van XL days and Kobe gets drafted and Shaq comes and Jerry West starts putting together this championship team. Del Harris can't do it. Phil Jackson comes and just kind of go from there. Um, so I, I, you know, I, I said this a little bit earlier. You feel like you lost a family member. You genuinely feel that. And I think with Kobe, that's why I think this is, you know, such a, um, so tough for so many people is because it's such a, it, it's someone that you felt like you grew up with. You felt like he was a part of your family for 20 plus years because he was. Um, I had a lot of callers called in a little bit earlier, talked about how, they're around my age or even if they were older, it didn't really matter. But there was this theme of, you know, this is our guy. This was our guy for our era. Um, it's the guy that I love. Um, I hate listening to him, but I love listening 
the meaning behind what Spencer did, what he said, and Damian Lillard and DeMar DeRozan. When I say I hate listening to it, I hate listening to it under the circumstances, but I love listening to the meaning of what they're saying and how Dinwiddie and, and DeMar DeRozan stuck out to me. These are two guys who grew up you know, right here in uh, in Los Angeles, and both of them basically said, we're not playing basketball unless we're watching Kobe growing up, and Kobe's the, the individual that's moving us and making us think that, you know what, this is the sport that we do want to play. So it has been, um, it has been, uh, you know, as things kind of progress, and we're doing our best too. I'm trying to do my best to make sure that any new information comes out or LeBron sends out that post. We'll do our best to, you know, obviously um, uh, get it back to you guys. But like I mentioned, I'll spend as much time uh, to let you guys take advantage of um, the platform and uh, we'll take as many calls as we can throughout the uh, throughout the show. We'll go till ten o'clock tonight. Stay right here. This is seven ten ESPN. He he meant so much to a city. Um, that fighting spirit that he had. Um, I think everyone had that in him and he found a way to make it okay for everyone to be that way that's uh diana tarasi um you know i mentioned this uh i mentioned this actually a couple times i thought there was a powerful moment a special moment a few weeks ago when kobe came to staples center uh came with his daughter uh gg and uh they sat right there in the front row and they're watching the game as lakers versus dallas mavericks and I loved how he was wearing a WNBA sweater. You know, I, I, I just in my head like something clicked, and I had mentioned it in the post game show. I just said that how great is that? You know, here's somebody that had four daughters, him and his wife, and what a you know beautiful family. Um, and this was an opportunity for him to promote the WNBA, not because he had to, but because he wanted to, because he had. He had daughters that loved the game as much as he did, right? So it was how many, how many women, how many you know young children um, would be influenced by that? Seeing one of the greatest to ever do it wearing a WNBA sweater, I can't tell you how much I love that. I, I thought that was so meaningful, so so impactful. And look, maybe uh, maybe there's going to be some opportunities for. Some of these other great athletes, some of these other great leaders kind of carry on this torch. Take that Mamba mentality that so many people have talked about over these last couple of days. By the way, that Mamba mentality didn't start these last couple of days. That Mamba mentality started in 1996 when he got drafted by the Lakers, when he felt in his mind that um, you know he, he's uh, he can help lead the Lakers to an NBA championship, and he did it five times, but his impact is so much bigger than what happened on the basketball court and i think uh these last 36 hours is um is uh is kind of highlighting that all right let me take uh let me take some phone calls here uh phone number 877-710-ESPN let's go to uh gabriel in echo park you're on 710 ESPN go ahead hey uh this is uh hey how you doing good buddy thanks for calling in Hey, so I called in because I have a kind of a story, and bear with me if it's a little bit long. But, um, you know, Kobe put 110% on the court 
every day, all the time. He sacrificed so much. And that's why we love him, and that's why we miss him, and that's why it hurts so much. So I worked at Staples Center for seven years, and I saw his 81-point game. I saw so many times where he had scored over 60 points. You know, I, I worked the, the playoffs where he they were up three games to one, and then he lost. So yep. I've seen his ups and downs, mm-hmm. right? So then game seven of the Boston Celtics versus the Lakers, the revenge series where they finally get to have, you know, the championship against them. I, I had a chance to, you know, the schedule was a little bit crazy because it's a playoffs. Everything's changing every day. And I had a prior commitment and for years. So that's this commitment. I couldn't work. I couldn't work the game seven. So I, 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 um, I, I had to, to sacrifice. I had to go miss game seven and it was really hard, and I regretted it for a really long time. But what I learned today is that the, because Kobe sacrificed so much, that day I chose, you know what, to sacrifice. And I think my life is better because of, because of that, because, and, and, um, because it, I was graduating college around the time, and this was my chance to start working hard and, and making, making better money. You know, I come from an impoverished background. But... What I'm trying to say here is that we all have to take away from Kobe from from this situation is that we got to be like Kobe. We got to give it all all our in our life. We only get one life. We got to give 110 percent in our life all the time. You know, that's what that's what my takeaway from this is. Appreciate you calling in, Gabriel. Appreciate you calling in. Um, you know, I'll say this. I, I said this to kind of start off uh, start off the show too. Everybody. Everybody mourns differently, um, and you shouldn't try and force anything any other way. Um, I think some people have an incredibly positive and a uh, proactive attitude, um, and I think there's going to be obviously a lot of people where it's going to take some time. Me personally, I, I think it's going to be one of those where it's definitely going to take time. Phone number is uh, 877-710-ESPN. Uh, stay right here. We'll take more of you guys' phone calls when we come back. This is 710-ESPN. Laura in Northridge, you're on 710 ESPN. Go ahead, Laura. Hi, thank you. Thanks for re-airing that game. It gave us all chills. Um, I guess I I wanted to say that, of course, we all remember Kobe for his athleticism. Hands down, amazing. But it was great to also grow and see as he grew, his his sportsmanship grow, and uh, his generous smile, um... He had so much love and care for others behind that, and it showed because he involved himself in advocating for people that didn't have, whether they were homeless youth or some of our, our perhaps friends or relatives who are on skid row. Um, really a beautiful thing to know that he loved people. Yeah, and it's good to, you know, when you highlight stuff like that, that's, uh, that's great to have someone like yourself mention um mention those types of things because look it can easily not be forgotten but we can we can glance over it and so many times we watch sports and all we care about is how did this athlete do for our team what's that box score look like what did this player do um in this game and you know we get caught up in all that stuff and really i think some of the teaching moments over um the last day and a half or so man it's just a game it's just a game. I mean, I, I can't tell you how 
disinterested I am in the game at this point. You know what I mean? And that's coming from somebody that's obviously watching all the games and complaining in the post-game show and talking about what should the Lakers do come the trade deadline. Um, It shouldn't take moments. It shouldn't... This isn't just in this predicament, this situation, but, you know, a lot of people talk about sometimes you just got to... You got to just appreciate things. You got to appreciate every moment in life, and you never know what's going to happen. You can hear stuff like that, but it doesn't really sink in. And right now, man, you just literally, I don't know how you guys feel, but it's me personally. The last thing I care about is basketball, you know? Um, but uh, look, that's uh, it's, it's, a, it's a very, very unfortunate scenario. And I've said this a number of times, I'll comp- continue to say it. Everybody that was involved in that helicopter crash, our, our deepest condolences. And um, we're going to kind of see how things play out over the next couple of days. Obviously, tomorrow's game against the Los Angeles Clippers, um, that game is canceled. So they will play that game at another time. And we don't, really don't have any more details than that. We just know that uh, tomorrow's game against the Clippers will not be happening. My personal opinion, um, that would have been so tough to you know, walk into a game tomorrow. And um, so I I think that's, uh, I think it's a good thing that that game's not going on tomorrow. Next game Lakers have is Friday against the Portland Trailblazers. So we don't know, uh, we don't know anything else. As we get more information, we'll share that information as well. Um, Edward in LA. Edward, you're on 710 ESPN. Go ahead, Edward. Hey, what's up, bud? Thanks for taking my call. You got it, man. Yeah, man, this one hurts. This one hurts real bad. I've been a Laker fan all my life, Lakers to my bones. So when I used to see the Lakers, I used to always refer to them when I'm talking to my boys, like, yeah, man, we we need a bucket or we, we need a big star right here. So losing him, it's like losing your teammate, losing your brother. And I just want to speak, I want to bring up when he tore his Achilles, um, that team was on the verge of making the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And he limped into that free throw line with that determined look in his eyes, with that will that I need to sink these buckets. That's the Kobe that I love. That's the Kobe that I remember. That's the Kobe that I watch his YouTube videos just to pump me up. Mm. And whenever I have a tough day, I think of myself as Kobe limping to that free throw line, trying to make these buckets. Man, this one hurts. This one hurts real bad. Appreciate you calling in, Edward. Um, yeah, that might be... I've talked about this of some of this, you know, anytime you talk about it, what's your favorite Kobe moment? And this could be a conversation that somebody can had a year ago, two years ago, whatever the case is, or as Kobe was retiring, that one's always uh, right there on the top of my list. Um, you're going to do what? You're going to walk up to the free throw line with a torn Achilles and you're going to shoot two free throws and then you're not going to ask for help to walk back into the locker room you're going to do it on your own it, it just uh mind-boggling and there's a lot of moments like that and you know it, it, it's kind of tough for me sometimes because I don't want to just talk about stuff that went on the basketball court you know you want to um you don't want his memory just to be on the court but that's where we also have our fondest memories of Kobe um this is how we knew Kobe so when I give the example of I felt like I knew Kobe this is the way I felt Kobe is in, in predicaments and in situations like that is when you're watching him do what he does at his craft. And he was the absolute best 
at his craft. And, um, you know, one of the things I think we all respect more than anything else is he cared that much. I mean, he, he was doing it for L.A. He was doing that. Everything he was doing, he was doing for Lakers Nation, and he was doing it um, for a fan base that was so accustomed to winning, and he wanted to, as he set his own uh, standard and, and kind of built his legacy, he wanted to continue the tradition of the Los Angeles Lakers. And, uh, man, I, I don't know. Driving into downtown, you see all the purple and gold on all these buildings. I don't remember a time like this um, in L.A. Um, more of your guys' phone calls. We come back. This is 710 ESPN. Max in L.A., you're on 710 ESPN. Go ahead, Max. Hey, Alan. Uh, thank you so much for taking my call. I, uh, my father passed away seven years ago. My stepfather, whom I love very much and who was a big Lakers fan himself, passed about a year and a half ago. Both of those, although they hurt me to this day, they don't hurt as much as this does. It's because um, Kobe Bryant is so much more than just another athlete, so much more than just another great guy or a great uh, personality. He's like a part of me. He's my hero. Little kids have Superman and Batman. To me, that was Kobe Bryant. I've been watching him for 20 years. I've been a Laker fan since the days of magic. But Kobe Bryant has really, really taken my heart. And now I'm completely brokenhearted. I'm completely... Uh, I'm, I'm at a loss for words. I'm at a loss for emotions. This is the only time where I haven't felt emotional, where I haven't cried about it. Mm-hmm. And I'm, a, I'm, not, uh, I'm not ashamed to say that, yes, I've cried about this so, so many times. Um, one more thing, I went to LA Live last night and uh, looking around at all the people that were connected by, despite maybe different views, different agenda, different outlook on life, different political, racial, uh, sex orientation, all the differences in the world, but we were there for one common goal. We were praising, we were, you know, and mourning a passing of a great, great man, a symbol of Los Angeles. And I don't know whether I will be able to look at another athlete, look at another person, another celebrity, the same way that I have looked at Kobe Bryant. He will never, ever die for me in my heart. He will still live on. Thank you very much for taking my call. Appreciate you calling in, Max. Thank you for calling in. Yeah, LA Live is... um yeah, it's pretty uh, special what's going on outside of uh, outside of our offices and across the street from Staples Center, you know. And th- this just been an outpouring for the last day and a half of just people trickling in, um, wearing their Kobe jerseys, wearing their Lakers gear, showing their respect. Um, and I'm sure that's not going to go anywhere for a long time. That's going to be there for a while. Fidel and El Monte, you're on 710 ESPN. Go ahead, Fidel. How are you doing? Thanks for taking my call. Um, I was born four years after the President Kennedy assassination. And for me, it just has that feeling like um, something similar where the whole world stopped. Um, That's the feeling that I get. Um, Just wanted to comment on that and thoughts and prayers to the uh, families of the of the victims. Appreciate you calling in. Yeah, the. There has not been, I thought I heard Ramona Shelburne saying um, a little bit earlier, but I, I don't want to just go off of that, but she had mentioned something to the effect that the NBA hasn't canceled a game 
or hasn't canceled games. Maybe it was a full slate of games. That's I think what she was referring to um, in uh, in years. And I thought she had she had mentioned since the JFK assassination, Lakers obviously canceled tomorrow versus the Clippers. So um, or postponed. Let's put it that way. Not canceled. It's postponed. So eventually that game will be played, but it's not going to be played tomorrow. And uh, I'm a fan that it's not playing tomorrow. You know, I, I you guys have got an opportunity to listen to me and all season long we're talking about where are the Lakers and the standings and, oh, these are big games. These are statement games. I can't tell you how disinterested I am, and I'm sure many people are, to talk anything about basketball. It just doesn't mean anything. You know, it's tough. I'm, I'm sure it's tough for a lot of these players, too, who uh, are playing right now and are having to play, and uh, uh, that's got to be difficult on them. Uh, Giannis Attentacumpo. I want to play uh, Giannis's thoughts on uh, the Kobe passing. How are you doing, and what was your initial reaction when you heard the news? Uh, actually, you know, I'm just trying to keep proud of how I feel. Um, you know, I feel it's up to me, and, um, you know, everybody deal with a tragedy in their own way. <coughs> And, um, you know, um, I dealt with, with a tragedy a few years ago by my dad. Did not come out to speak about it at all. Um, all I can say is that I pray for the people that was affected by it. Uh, yes, there was a um, uh, horrible day, uh, you know, for basketball, for everybody. Um, a lot of people was really affected by it. Uh, Send my uh, deepest condolences to their family, and, uh, Vanessa and the kids that uh, left behind. And uh, all we got can do is just you know pray for them, and um, that's it. Do you remember you said the morning to you? <clears throat> and that's it. I'm just gonna keep. Uh, I'm not not gonna do this today. I know you guys have a job to do, and uh, we gotta talk about. Kobe, uh, but uh, my message to you guys is that all I'm going to do is pray for the family, and um, uh, that's it. That's Giannis Attentacumpo from the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, Zafar in Granada Hills, you're on 710 ESPN. Yo, how Go you doing? Good, man. Thank you for calling in. Hey, man, I just, I just want to talk about this word impact, you know, and it means so much to me. Um, and how much Kobe has impacted me and my family. I I wasn't born in this country, right? I came about five or six years, four or five years old in 95. And right around when Kobe in 96 got drafted to the league. And all I could ever do when I picked up a ball by the time I was seven, eight, was watch Kobe. And that was the reason why I picked up a basketball. And I want to tell a little story to all of L.A. about it's okay to cry. It's okay to, to mourn. My mother, she don't know nothing about basketball. Basketball is just a game that she knew that I played but has no idea what it means, how it works, how it operates. And But all she knew was her little son was going to stay out of trouble because he's played this game of basketball because of this guy named Kobe Bryant. You know, and she would, she would dog me all the time and say, why are you going to the park so much? Are you going to be the next Kobe or what? You know, and that was my goal. That's every kid's dream is, mm-hmm. is coming to this country, you know. Um, and I was at a basketball court coaching kids 12 to 13 years old yesterday when I heard the news, mm. you know. 
And I'm like, man, if I break it down to the core, Kobe Bryant's the reason I'm here. I finished my coaching gig and I gave it my effort and I knew that Kobe would want that. And I first thing I did was call my mom. And I and I called her and my sister picked up the phone. She's like, are you going to tell her the news? I was like, yeah. And I got on the phone with her, man. She couldn't even talk, bro. Mm. She was sobbing. And I'm telling you, she doesn't know what basketball is beyond Kobe. All she did was just watch me while she read her books or do different things. She barely speaks the language of English, but she knew how important Kobe was to me and to our family, you know. And I think that's so crazy how much of an impact that this one individual created. And I never thought, and I'm fighting back tears right now, you know, just talking about the importance and how much he's in every aspect of my life, you know, being the first to graduate from college. I had that mama mentality. All the odds were against me. I want a lottery to come to this country, you know, and seeing how Kobe defied the odds and did the unthinkable of a skinny kid, like the promo says, a skinny kid, 17-year-old, you know, that will and that passion just instilled in me, you know, and that little story I want to talk about, you know, there's appreciate a million it. ones that I have, but I appreciate you all for having me on. Thanks so far. Appreciate you calling in. Um, yeah, that's impact. That's a beautiful story. That's a great story. Um, love to hear stories like that, especially uh, that takes us away from just a game of basketball. More of your guys' phone calls when we come back. This is 710 ESPN.